love him, I love him because he first loved me. Hallelujah. And then we'll ask Brother Van Royen to come forth and open the series of the Lord in prayer. Amen. Amen. I love you.
because he lives, I'm not afraid of anything. Hallelujah. Yes, if the sister can help us with it, hallelujah.
They shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Ina ume isibindi ngokuba kiyakwenza ukuba laba bantu badle izwe engalifungela oyise ukuba nina lona. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper Whithersoever thou goest. Kaina Gupela, Umesibin Rakulu, Capelo Uguenza, Gomteto, Wonke, Aquiana, Ao Mose in Guiami, Unga Pambukeli, Guo, Agosugune, Norman, Agoso Corto, Ugoba, Oben, Pomelelo, Noma, Pilapa, Oyakon. Verse nine Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Verse 9, Oti. Anguyali le na, kaina umesibindi, ungesabi, ungabi na lufalo, ngokuba uchehova, ungulungulu wako, unawe, nomapi, lapo oyakona. As we pray. Most gracious heavenly father. We are just approaching your throne of mercy. Lord, just be gracious unto us at this point in time. Amen. We need your mercy, dear God. Lord, we have come here because we think this is a very important day that you have allocated for us to come and worship thee. Amen. We have read the portion of the scripture, and my expectation is that God, you will come. And Lord, make this scripture to be alive in our hearts. Amen. Lord, we commit this service to you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 
All of you to this evening. Amen. I hope you had a great heritage day. Amen. Or to some they call it a bright day. Yeah, alright. 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 God bless you. Amen. We just want to take a few minutes to speak on a few things. Uh, we normally Wednesdays we we know the kind of sermons that we preach. Amen. And how many had a great time on Sunday? Amen. I for one had a, a great time. I think God was gracious on Sunday. Amen. I learned a lot as much as you learned a lot. Amen. I, this evening, I just want to take a few minutes and speak on a very simple subject of courage. Amen. It's a, it's a quality that must be found in every believer. Amen. You can never please God until you become courageous. And God doesn't deal with cowards. He deals with courageous men and women. Amen. If you want to get somewhere with God, let go of fear. That's why all the angels, when they came before the servants of God, they always said, Fear not. Amen. Because fear, it is a, a hindrance uh, when it comes to the things of God. A believer cannot be used by God optimally until such time you let go of fear. And fear is the devil's instrument. And fear often it will consist of what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? Uh, in my books, I say, if it was meant to go wrong, let it go wrong. There is a God that knew about it before it went wrong. It can go wrong until God allows it to go wrong. What I'm simply saying is that as believers, we need to approach life with a sense of knowing that God is in charge. We, we can be the great managers of our lives. But uh, what is meant to be shall be. 
Despite of how great you are at managing your life. Actually, we are here just to replay a drama that had already played in God's mind. And the drama that your life is playing now cannot be different from the tape that is running in God's mind. So what I'm simply is that the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And a, a believer, uh, in, in a believer's life, we've got no oops moments. Where you say, uh, what is happening? Because God does not have age. Everything has been pre-planned. He knew when we would born, we'd be born. He knew where we would live. He knew who would marry. He knew even our tombstones. Some trillions and trillions of years back. So I think you can tell the devil and say there is nothing out of Keita. Whatever is required for the journey, I possess it. Whatever the journey requires, it has already been deposited in me as a believer. And if you can approach that life in that manner, then you'll begin to see fear dwindling away. And this ministry of the prophet in the end time, the reason we I love this ministry is because when we got to know the message or when the message was revealed to us, then we became fearless. Because the prophet that we followed was fearless. The God that we worship is fearless. So if you've got a fearless God, then you've got a fearless prophet, then you must have a fearless church. So it is your right to be fearless this evening. Maybe I can borrow the words of the angel saying to you, fear not. Amen. God is in charge. Even when we are sleeping, we fear absolutely nothing. When we go about our day, lives, we absolutely fear nothing. We actually even don't fear the devil. He must fear us rather than us fearing him. And we don't even fear the devil's instruments. Actually, believers must be liberated people. Believers must be the people that do not live in, in the bondage of fear. But today you can see people are, are a lot of a lot of movements would want to grab the people and pull them into the bondage of fear. Because once you are you are crippled by fear, anybody can use you for whatever he wants to use you. 
need to be full of love and less of fear. Amen. And, and a lot of times, this fear that comes, it seems like we think we can avoid things that can happen to our lives. There is nothing that you need to avoid. The only thing that you need to accept is God. When, when you've got God, you can go through any situation. How many believe that? When you've got God, you can go through any situation. If you've got God, you can overcome every disease. If you've got God, you can overcome any enemy. So when you've got God, you are an overcomer already. And there is nothing for you to fear. The prophet of God says, courage. That is in the message God called men. Paragraph 4.8. Paragraph 4.8. God doesn't want cowards. This morning evening I want to confess I'm not a coward. Do we have cowards here this evening? Me, I am not a coward. Do we have cowards here? How many courageous men and women do we have? How many fearless men and women do we have? that can face the devil and tell him to his face I am more than a conqueror I don't care what you do devil I'm standing on I'm rooted in Christ he can use you if you are afraid to take his weight if you are afraid God cannot use you you've got to believe in him he wants gallant men won't pay no attention to nothing but what the Lord says that's the kind he has to move with regardless of what the church says what the pastor says what the church stands for Uh, what the church stands for. He stands for God. That's the Russia, that is the courageous man. That is the courageous woman. He stands for God and righteousness and his weight. How many are standing for those things this evening? Now fear has crippled a lot of people when you look in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 which is a wall of fame for the heroes of faith you begin to realize that if there is one thing that was common about them is that they had courage but I want to tell you the, the relationship between courage faith and as well as fear. This is how it works in this manner. Faith takes over after you have shown a courageous act. 
Because if you don't take the first step towards doing it, then faith won't take hold of you. When David saw Goliath, before faith, courage, courage, came before faith what or what was manifested it was courage before we could see his faith him approaching Goliath was courage but him releasing a stone that went off the target it was faith he would have never shown faith until he first showed uh, courage. The Hebrew children, when they allowed to be thrown into the fire, they showed the courage. And when they got into the fire, faith made the fire not to harm them. And this evening I want to ask you, do you have the courage? And I will show you how to build the courage. And, and when you look at, at the even on a psychological level, they say there is one remedy for fear. That is within the psychological cycle. They say fear. The antidote for fear, it is an anger that is used properly. How many many of you at times you felt you, you are afraid of somebody or something? But the day it made you angry, you realize that, goodness, I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, I don't know whether has it happened to you. Maybe, maybe you are afraid of a dog. Or, or maybe as a mother, maybe because black people are afraid of snakes. If if they could say if they could tell you or maybe if you can see the snake in the street you will be afraid of it and maybe run away or avoid it. But if they can say the snake is in the bedroom in your house and your child is sleeping on the bed then we see you your attitude towards the snake changes. You begin to say that snake is about to kill my lovely child. Then when you become angry with the snake then we see fear dropping. We see you marching into the house and even the people warning you and say be careful. You don't care because there is something precious there. And when you walk in there, if you can come face to face with that snake, that its, its days are numbered. 
Because you are, you are so angry and you want to deal with it. And after you have dealt with it and the child is saying when you are sleeping at night then you begin to be scared. What really happened? Wasn't David that was, a, what, that was angry uh, with Goliath? The first thing he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Cursing the army of the living God. The, the Bible normally when it speaks about that anger that I'm talking about, it speaks about indignation. Which means it, it is a holy anger. How can this uncircumcised Philistine curse the army of the living God? And when David was scared, it, 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 when, he, when he was angry, that aggression moved him to an action. Then we see fear dropping. And when, when you've got that holy anger, you can approach an army that is armed without any armament. Because why? To you, now it is a, now a courageous act. Do I have the believers that know what I'm talking about? Are there believers here that once they face the situation and you know that naturally you were under-equipped for the situation but something within you said keep on walking keep on confronting the enemy now it was beyond logic maybe your reputation was at stake maybe your testimony was at stake but you disregarded what you could see with your natural eyes and say devil I'm coming after you and as a result your fear dropped Courage increase. And as believers, that's what we need to be full of. And courage doesn't mean that fear does not exist. Actually, courage and, and fear are twins. Because there is a connection between courage and fear. We can't say you are courageous until you are afraid. Even situation is not the situation that you need to be scared of. Then you don't need to show to show courage. But it's only when you are scared. Uh, let's do some multiple choice here. Who is this woman? Florence, don't you get? No, it can't be. Who's this brothers, sisters? That's uh, no good doctor will get it. He's a walking encyclopedia. That's that's <laughs> true. It's Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. I mean, I'm just giving you people that live during our time that I'm told they showed courage. 
Uh, Rosa Parks is known to be the mother of the civil rights movement in the in America. Rosa Parks One time, uh, because in those days, there when you are, you are on a bus, and you maybe you had taken your seat. If if a white person comes, then you need to, to let go of your seat and give it to the white person. The laws during that time they regarded the people, the nine white people as as second class citizens. This woman, for the first time, she was the first one to say, it can't be done, this is my seat, I've paid for it. And she said the ways that we are actually equal on this bus. And that courage, because she risked going to jail, but that courage made her to stand out in the, in the history books. And even today, she's remembered all over just by that small act of courage. Your life will never stand out until such time you have courage. And we live in a time where courageous people are becoming less. How many people that you know in your work in your workplace? That they knew that maybe they were not treated right, but they cannot voice it because they are afraid they'll lose salary. They can only complain after they have knocked off with But when they go there, they comply. It only takes the people of courage to say, This cannot be done, this is inhumane. This is an injustice. And I want to say that quality, if it makes the people, ordinary people, to, to be extraordinary, it is exactly what made ordinary Christians to be extraordinary. When, when Paul stood before Agrippa and said, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And he began to tell him how he was converted into Christianity. The courage of Paul was so contagious. Until Agrippa says, You almost persuaded me to be a Christian. You can't ever persuade anybody to be a Christian until 
until you have courage. And in the world that we are living in, we are now being pushed towards conformity. We've got to go with the flow. We, we need not to rock the boat. But the Christians, the real Christians, are there to rock the boat. They can stand before the presidents and say wrong is wrong. They don't care whether they are risking their lives. Because they know that there is life beyond the river. That's why we are not going to conform in the end time. We will show courage wherever we go. If something is wrong, it is wrong. And if we need to raise our finger, we will raise our finger. And say that thing is wrong. Do you believe that the message believers are the only people that are remaining that can stand out in the end time? We we are are free from politics. We are free from denominationalism. We are independent because the the prophet said the bride is an independent woman. We've got no headquarters. Our headquarters is the weight. Whatever the weight says, that's what we believe. If it offends the people, let it be so. But the beauty about it here, we know who, what we stand for. If you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. If you are a being, you must stand out. You must have personal convictions. There must be a time where we draw the line and say, the devil, here you stop. I I cannot be moved from where I'm standing. This is what I believe. I will not rearrange it. I accepted it from God and I will act on it. The problem that we've got in the end time, we've got believers that have no spine. that there is a need that message believers must come to the point where they even collide with the loss of the land. I'm not teaching you to be illegal. I'm simply saying to you there is a higher law than the loss of the land. And our law is the South African one. It's a heavenly one. And our children must know that we are governed by a different law. The principal at your children's school must know that you are a child. The principal is governed by another law. Let me tell you something. This is where the Muslims are good at. If the Muslim child must wear that robe when they go to school, it doesn't matter whether the teacher doesn't like it. The Muslim father will say, 
say my child will come as he is. It is my faith that she must come like this. We need the same level of courage from message delivery. When you go and tell your school principal, principal, my girl shall never cut her hair. Because that's what we believe in. And if you need to rattle the nest, rattle the nest. If the whole world must know about it, let them know about it. But the problem we are too scared to spend out. Let me tell you something, believers. There are times when you need to pray in private about something. But there are times where you need to walk in the streets saying something. Because sometimes you can hide in a corner while praying and God is just a coward praying. Amen. Where an where a stand is needed. It doesn't mean you, there you don't have to. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If I walk in the streets and I find Brother Msizi being beaten by five men and I go and hide and I pray for him. Oh, I'm not a courageous man. I'm a, I'm a coward hiding behind prayer. God will reject that prayer. But courage should be able to say, gentlemen, I know this man. What's happening? This is my brother. And they beat you up and you rise up and say, this is my brother. You know, the prophet that we had, he was a man of courage. The other time he was at a restaurant and there was this, you know, those Texas men are big with big head and this man was busy just sharing in the restaurant and brother Brenham was there with his family. Now, the prophet I'm told that you know that he was small in stature. But the prophet stood up and went to that man. Billy Paul says we looked the other way. And the prophet went to that man and said, if I ever hear you uttering another swear word, I will deal with you. I've got my children there. We are trying to have lunch and we don't want to hear your swearing words. And the prophet went and took a seat. That big man was reduced to nothing. Because somebody realized that this is wrong. I don't care how big he is. But this against my principles. I must confront him. I must correct him. And when you do that, God steps in. But how many of us can do it? Your wife and you will be talking and say, hey, but you see how big he is. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you are 
will break every bone in your body. Yeah. And there you are just cowards. Me, I normally do it when I walk into a lift in those days before the act of uh, public smoking. When I walked into a, a lift, I would say, if a man is smoking, I used to say, Sir, I see you're enjoying your cigarette, but I don't want to get a, a second-handed cancer. Are you mind to switch off your cigarette? Amen. And a lot of times people will just switch and say, sorry, sorry. But how many of us are we scared to address whenever our environment is being threatened? Amen. And until a believer will say, they said we must be humble. Humility towards the devil is an abomination. Sometimes you need to check who is the object of your humility. Because you will end up being humble to foreign gods. But this prophet taught us to stand out. And stand for our convictions. And never be to be cowards. Because you must remember worshipping God is not a popularity contest. It will make you unpopular. But it will make you accepted with God. And there are times where you need to make a choice. Do you want to be popular with the people or do you want to be accepted by God? But this prophet, he did not want to be popular with people. But he wanted to be accepted by God. I'm just showing about a courage. A, a man came to the house. And he bought a calendar. I don't know, they call it FMH. It is a calendar of naked women. Put it in the, in, the, in the living room. And the sister was surprised and said, but this calendar, because we've got two boys here, their minds are going to be corrupted by this. And the man said, if you take it down, I will deal with you. And he actually meant it because he was an abusive man. But when he went to work, the sister came to kneel down before the calendar and began to pray and say, God, this is unacceptable. Be gracious. And inspiration struck her. And she took that calendar. She tore it into pieces, threw it into the bin, and said, My children, 
will not be subject to this field. And when the husband came back and looked and saw that the calendar was there, he never spoke the word from that time. But you see, God was testing the sister. But the sister had as days go by, we begin to have people that are full of fear. Believers that can raise their hand to anything that is contrary. Amen. We're just showing you. And who is this man? Amen. I think he's known that I have a dream. A lot of them, most of them ended up paying with their lives. I'm just here on the natural. And who is this man? That's Mahama Gandhi. Be the change that you want to see in the world. And who's the gentleman here? That's Malcolm X. Amen. Paid with his life. And who's this one? Who's this one? Who's this one? Utata. Oh, I didn't hear that. And then this woman. And then this one. Yeah? Okay. And this one. Just a clue. At the age of 33, he conquered the world. Napoleon Bonaparte. What is common about all these people? Courage. And these were unbelievers. If the unbelievers can have courage, how much more about us that are believing God? If these people can be prepared to die for things that don't give them for eternal life, how much more about us? Amen. Now, fear. I say it will coexist with courage. Amen. And, and for God to test whether we've got courage, he will take us into situations that are fearful. If God wants to test that we've got faith, he will take us through trying times. If God wants to test whether we've got character, he will take us through situations that will determine whether we've got the character. Because 
because every child of God must be tested. Every child that comes to God must be tested. And the test is not because God doesn't love us. But the tests are meant to check what we are made of. Because it's good to say I'm an overcomer. But God wants you to say the same words when you go through a tornado where everybody, nobody hears you but God hears you say I am an overcomer. That's exactly what God is expecting to test in us. But I want to tell you believers we cannot plan better for tomorrow. Actually our plan will be based on a lie because we don't know what tomorrow holds. But there is one thing that I know. Even though we don't know what it holds tomorrow but when we've got courage and we've got the almighty God we can face whatever tomorrow throws at us. Because when you've got God you cannot be defeated. And this must not just be a sermon it must be something that you believe. Because this is exactly the words that he spoke to Joshua. Be of good courage. Nothing will stand before you. And these words were repeated to Brother Brennan. Nothing will stand before you. And I believe these words we can repeat them to the bride. Nothing shall stand before you. You were made to overcome. I don't care whether you go through the valleys. But I know you will come out of those valleys. I don't care whether you go through the wilderness. You will come through that wilderness. You for the character of a victor. Because you are the child of the God. You for the DNA of God. The devil is amazed. He throws things at us. But we keep on rising. He throws this. We rise again. He throws that. We rise again. It's not us. It is the DNA of God in us. And the DNA of God can never give up. The DNA of God shall never be afraid. And I want to tell the David tonight we are not afraid of it. We are not afraid of his demons. Afraid of everything that he has. Because when you've got the words, you can face the table. And it is simple. You don't need training. You don't need to have gone to school. By faith, they went into the fire. By faith, they went into the lion's den. And that same faith, you've got it this evening. Something within you that can shut the mouth of lions. You've got something within you that can stop the harm of the fire. 
How many believe that we are overcomers? So stop being afraid. And let me tell you, let me empower you. The devil every time he threatens you will touch things that came after Genesis chapter 1. But you got the material of things that never came before Genesis chapter 1. What do you have? In the beginning was the way. And the word was with God. And the word was made flesh. You've got materials that were there before the devil was created. Why should he threaten you with your job? Why should he threaten you with your business? Why should he threaten you with your friends? They came after Genesis Chapter one. Maybe I need to say to you, you to not to have fear. You must know one thing. They, you, in you, makes you the you. I don't know whether somebody has told us in you, in you, makes you the you. simply saying, there is another person within you. But you can never be touched by the devil. There is another person within you that is not employed. There is another person within you that was never born. There is Amen. You don't need to be afraid. All the attacks of the devils have got limitations. Hallelujah. Anything, I can put it and go, I can go around the room and say, what keeps you awake at night? What bothers you when you sleep at night? What makes you worried? You can name all of them. But all of them will find that none of them came before Genesis chapter 1. All of them, they are the results of Genesis chapter 3. What worries people is dead. Genesis chapter 3 results. What makes people bother? Diseases. Genesis chapter 3 product. What makes people both at unemployment? Genesis chapter 3. You can go and on and on. You can trace them back to Genesis chapter 3. But the message is here to reconnect with us. So that we can be reconnected with who we were before Genesis chapter 3. And that man, the Bible says, he had dominion. 
He was in charge of his environment. He can restructure the environment the way he wanted. His words had creative power. His mind was in sync with the mind of God. And this message has restored you back to that. The greatest danger is that when you are full of fear, you sometimes forget that you've got the weapon. Amen. Have you ever seen a man that has got a gun and busy going to approach an enemy and all of a sudden he just hear a loud noise because if you don't know where the noise comes from, you just take off with your gun on you. Amen. Fear can make you forget what you have. I've seen believers forgetting what they have because of fear. Amen. And because the devil would want to create his own emergencies. Amen. When we are in church, sometimes the devil can't say much because the weight that we speak, it casteth him out. But when you are in your corner somewhere, he just creates an emergency until you forget who you are so that you become full of fear. But the the only thing that confuses the devil is when you retain your identity in the midst of the storm and keep confessing I'm the child of the most high God. The devil becomes very jittery. Amen. Are we still together? How many have got courage? Amen. They say fear is just a call to exercise your courage. Courage is the willingness to act in spite of your fear. Uh, the, if there's one thing that I, I, I hate personally, is to have fear. I, I, I don't want to fear any situation. I don't want to fear any man. I fear God alone. And I respect everyone. I, I can fear, fear makes me have sleepless night. I, 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 I don't want to have fear. And sometimes what brings fear, when Brother Brandon was dealing with people that came on the podium, he said people have got the tendency to cross the bridges before they get to them. People plan for things that has never happened and that shall never happen. How many here were ever worried about something and it never happened? Amen. Amen. Look, look on Are you here, believers? No? 
How many were ever worried about something? And it never happened. Amen. Raise your hand. Others who are not sure. Leave them standing. Is this the church? Amen. It's not because you are weak. Amen. It shows that you are human. Amen. Even mine has gone up. Have you realized that even before that act could happen, you almost became sick because of something that never happened? So what is the cousin of fear? You cross bridges before you get to them. But there is something that we need to learn. As long as you have committed it to God, relax, it is in the right hand. If you find yourself worrying more, that means you are carrying so much on your shoulders. But the Bible says, cast your burdens unto him. We've got a place where we can cast our burdens to. This is where I spoke about it in closing. Amen. A brother was telling us uh, they went to steal mangoes. That's before he came into the message website. Every young boy, 80% of them are guilty of stealing mangoes. He says when they jumped into the yard, actually they, they almost regarded that man, the mangoes as their mangoes. I mean, so when they jumped, it was a big fence. Now, this big fence, when they come, they needed to be careful when they crossed it because it had a, you call it a, a baba wire. Barbed wire. What do you call it? Barbed wire. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had that wire. So they had to be careful when they crossed. And when they moved it back, they had to be careful. Now, when they moved and jumped into the yard, then on that day, the dogs were not bound. Amen. This brother says, this, this is dangerous, I don't know, you call it pit bull? Yeah? remember it. You had it at your house, ne? What was the name? What was Blakey? Oh, okay. Yeah, they were telling me about their dog. They say that dog is a message believer. <laughs> Amen. So when they, they, they jumped in, then they, he faced a dog. He says he looked at the fence. He looked at the dog. And he says he doesn't know what happened. 
He found himself on the other side of the fence. <laughs> he couldn't analyze how he got there. Amen. Sometimes God uses fear to make us act. And when we act, we express courage. And when courage is expressed, faith is activated. So in closing, we can say, have faith in God and be fearless. God bless you, richly as we stand. Sing a worshiping song. Amen. I see Brother Lazimo will just come and close the service with a word of prayer. Amen.
time. How many love him this evening? He means so much to us. Amen. Let's worship him.
and with our eyes closed. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, our God and our Lord, the mighty Savior. Father, we remember even that day when the ship was about to sink, oh God, you say to your disciples, disciples, fear not. Lord, we know, Father, that you understand us as human beings, oh God. And wherever there is fear in us, oh God, there is something, oh God, that we need to have courage for, oh God. As you told even Joshua, Father, that you had to be a man of courage. You had to overcome fear, oh God. Father, we are also coming before your throne of mercy this night, O oh Father. We have heard your saying unto us, O oh God. We have heard your words, O oh Father. And O oh Lord, we want to be encouraged in you, O oh God. Yes. That whatever situation, O oh Father, may be is approaching us, O oh God. Maybe st- waiting for us somewhere on a corner, oh Father. We are praying, oh Father, before we get there, oh God, that our courage may be up, oh Father. That we walk towards it, oh God. Hallelujah. With that faith, oh Lord Jesus, which was even those disciples, oh God, and those men of God walked with you, oh God, without fear. Yes. Father, strengthen us, oh God. Father, make us ready to face every challenge, oh Lord. Never to be afraid, oh God. When this devil says, boom, then we also boom back at him, oh God. For we know that he is not a lion, but he only roars like a lion. But we know one who was a lion of the tribe of Judah. Father, that man is beside us this night, oh God. That is the you who is in us, oh Father. And oh God, we are praying, oh Father, that we may be able to stand, oh Father God, and walk tall, oh God. Never afraid of the devil, oh Father. We have been encouraged with the message. We now know that where there is fear, there is courage, oh Father. Help us, oh God, to realize who we are, oh Father. For we know the prophet told us that there is a power which is lying dominant, oh Father. And we want to make use of that power in church. Make use of that power in our faith, oh Father. That, Lord, nothing may touch us, oh Father. Bless them. Minister, the pastor who preached unto us tonight, oh Lord, may you restore virtue unto him, oh God. Remember his family, oh Father. And oh God, I pray for the deacons, the ministers, everyone in this church, the light, oh Father, that we may be blessed, oh Father. Lord, let it be a new, let it be a new day, oh Father. We want to be rejuvenated within us, oh God. Father, as we realize, Father, who we are, oh God, we'd like to thank you tonight, oh Lord. Be with us as we leave this place, oh Father. May these thank blessings you, go with us wherever we go, Father. The challenges that are at work, at home, at school, wherever, oh Father, we want to stand as Christians in this community, oh Father, and show them, oh God, that we are the believers of thank this message you, of the hour, oh God. Not because we are following Branham, but because we are following the message that he brought and the God who sent it, oh Father. Oh my God and my Lord, we thank you as we humble ourselves, we hear that humility, oh Father, doesn't mean fear, oh Lord. Mm. Oh my God and my Lord, mm. how we appreciate to know who we are, oh Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus, Father. We bless you. We praise your name. Yes. In the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen.
last one there after you are dismissed. Till we see you on Sunday. May God richly bless you. Amen. God bless. Blessed be.